Okay, guys, listen up. Seltzer is all the rage these days, and now there's even hard seltzer. Speaking of which, have you tried Bud Light Seltzer? so good. It's seltzer with a hint of fruit flavor. And get this, it's only 100 calories, two grams of carbs, and less than one gram of sugar. Plus, it's gluten-free. It's perfect for when my friends are bugging me to have a drink with them, and I don't want hard alcohol. I can just have my Bud Light seltzer. Thank you very much. I'm obsessed with the black cherry, but it also comes in strawberry, lemon lime, and mango. I mean, make that sound better. I bet you want to try them all right now, right? This is making me extremely thirsty. Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. You're now listening to The Jillian Michaels Show. Go ahead. Oh, all right, we're back. Rolling. Wait, we're not back. This is an opener. Here we go, ready? <laughs> well, we were. I was just right. about to start the show. We're back in the studio again today. Today, this morning, for the first time, right now, and um, I think I'll just leave all of this in. So now they know that we're total screw ups. Well, everyone knows we fake it. They comment on it sometimes. They do. What do they say? You know what, people? We've talked about this. What do they a few say? Times. They say yeah when what? they're like, oh, "This is clearly an old Joe." And old Phoenix's birthday was two weeks ago because people know. Well, <laughs> and what we've we have told you this before, my friends, oh, my you listener know, friends. Heidi had an attack because I had said Bruce Jenner because we did it after prior to Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, we did a segment about when she was Bruce Jenner, and she was like, "Oh my God, I can't believe you said Bruce Jenner. What's wrong with you?" And I was like, "Honey, this is before Caitlyn." Yeah, so everyone. As much as we would love to be in the studio every single day to be catching on the moment <clears throat> news, <laughs> <laughs> Jillian's schedule does not allow for that kind of taping schedule. So no. we do our best to be current, but sometimes we're a few days behind. So please weeks, bear with us. Weeks behind. A couple weeks behind. Yeah. Um, Nicole, we're never more than three weeks behind. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We do our best. Yeah. So anyway. Nicole, did you want to burp in the thing? I know you said you did. Oh, steel. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Steel. No, I'm good. Uh, it's, the burp will come up when it's ready. All right. It's good. got shy. Fine. So I have a segment. Ah, All right. Let's hear it. Are you ready? Somebody posted this on Facebook. Mm. Yeah. Actually, a friend of mine, a pretty good friend of mine that I, I like. And so I actually clicked on the link. And it said how to ruin your life without even noticing that you are. And for some reason I was like, Oh, I have to read that. (laughs) But I actually, so I clicked on it because I was like, Oh my God, am I ruining my life? Which I think is the first question you ask yourself. Yeah. Upon seeing myself every day. Well, yes. And what have you come to after quitting your job? I am not ruining my life. How many bottles of bomb have you sold? Jake wants to know. Did you set up a little stand at the farmer's market? Not yet. I'm still Bottom perfecting bombs? my recipes. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I have a couple testers. You'll be receiving some soon. <laughs> I need to know if they give anyone a rash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, she's going to try it Michael out on won't me on TV. Try it on steel. Yeah. Try there it out on steel. On steel I've got here. four limbs. Let's do it. <sighs> All right. Sorry, Joel. Back to you. No, back to me. No. Well, I had a brief segue. So anyway, okay. All kidding aside. So I opened up this little article, right? And basically, the article is all about uh, the ways that we're ruining our lives. And I thought it was kind of interesting. It made me think 
And so I wanted to run it past all of you so you can think about it. And I am, of course, paraphrasing. But the first part of this article talks about how many of us see life as a series of checklists. Like, I got to be married by this age. I got to have a kid by this age. I got to be, you know, in a manager position by this age, a vice president by this age, own my first home by that age. And if we don't hit the benchmarks within the socially accepted time frame or norm, we get down on ourselves. And she talks about how, you know, we wake up feeling depressed, stressed out, pressured, and we don't even realize how we're doing it. Yeah. I see this a lot, though. People are like, ugh, i got to figure it out. I'm this old or that old. And I, I don't know that I ever – I do definitely look at, like, people who I admire, you know, and their careers. And I'll say, good Lord, you know, when when so-and-so was 40, she had five daytime Emmys and she, you know, this, that, the other. And But then Susie Orman once said to me, she goes, listen, kid. She goes, the age you are right now when I was bitching, mm-hmm. right? And – because Susie's, oh my God, she's won everything. Now all she wants is a Nobel Prize. Literally, she's won everything. Times, most influential, Emmys, like you name it, she's won it, been named it, been given it. And I was just feeling like, oh God, you know, like I'm, why am I dragging? Like I feel so behind the eight ball. And she goes, I didn't even write my first book till I was the age you are now. I've written seven eight books and it's interesting when you put it in yeah. that perspective because look how successful she is oh, t- ridiculous ridiculous yeah. i didn't even write my first book until i was the age you are now and i was like oh okay mm-hmm. i think she's like 63 so and i'm 41 so i was like oh wow all right and i i see a lot of people doing this and, and the reality is we all have our own trajectory i remember jeffrey rush uh, hearing a story about Jeffrey Rush and he, you know, was kicking around as an actor for 20 or some odd years until he got like his big break. And I cannot remember the name of the movie for God's sake. It wasn't. Oh. It was huge though. And he won like an Academy Award for it. The most recently? No, no. His it wasn't first the King's speech. No, no, no. His very first Nicole Google this. Oh. Working on Steel Google this. His very first movie. And I it, like him. Yeah, but it was like same thing. Like he was, you know, everybody been like, oh, please, you loser actor. Get a real job. He was like 40-something years old, I think, and ended up getting this huge independent film and won an Academy Award and then became one of the most well-respected character actors in Hollywood. Yeah. So the reality is we have our own trajectory, each and every one of us. Don't hold yourself up to some superficial timeline of benchmarks. And uh, this author said like how we pressure ourselves to fall in love or find the right person and and, uh, you know, you end up in the wrong relationship with the wrong person when you're too young and ends up in divorce and all of this. And I really like this. She had this this great uh, sentence that I'm going to read. And it's, oh, her name is Bianca Sparacino. I hope I'm not butchering that. But she says, you ruin your life by choosing the wrong person. What is it with our need to fast track relationships? Why are we so enamored with the idea of first becoming somebody's, as in apostrophe S, rather than somebody's as in somebody yeah making yourself somebody instead of belonging to somebody else and i love that i do too that's a really powerful statement it's really yeah because it's it's driven by the need to be validated on an external level Mm -hmm. right to have somebody else tell you you're valuable instead of trusting your own value 
And it was funny. I was talking to Lou the other day, right? We we have these horseback rides on Sunday where we get into these like deep talks, and it's just me and her. And sometimes it's like, sometimes I I love both of my kids, but it certainly would have been a different relationship if I'd only had one kid. And I know that they'll always have each other. Mm-hmm. But, like, the times when I have one of my kids are really the times that, like, I am not – it's not like, stop hitting her. Don't touch him. Be quiet. I'll take that away, you know, which is parenting with both of them. And then parenting with one of them is a totally different animal. You are experiencing your kid and their personality. And so, you know, Lou and I were on this horseback ride, and she has a horse show coming up, her first little horse show. I want to come. You want to come? She's She'd love it. Everybody's – it's so mm-hmm. cute. So she's got her first little horse show, and I was like, how are you feeling about this? And she's like, I'm nervous. And so we started talking about it and why she was nervous and who was going and how much they love her. And she's like, well, what if I fall down? And I was like, well, what if you do? And I was like, you've fallen off before. It's a little pony. I was like, you've fallen off before. You know, were you okay? Yeah. She's like, but what if people don't like me? And I go, who cares? I go, baby, do you know how many people don't like me? And I was like, a lot of people don't like me. And I was like, and you know what? I don't like a lot of people, but there are a few people that love me and that's enough. And I love them back. And I started talking about that concept and I was like, sweetheart, there are going to be a lot of people in life that don't get you, that don't like you. And I go, but I love you no matter what. And I said, do you think I'll love you any less if you fall? You think mommy will love you any less? Phoenix, you know, her teacher's coming, you know, her horse trainer's coming. My mom is coming. Her aunt is coming. You're coming. Everybody's Mm -hmm. coming. All these people that love her, right? And I was like, are they going to love you any less? And she's like, no. And I was like, those are going to be the people that matter. And I said, but first and foremost, I was like, do you want to do the show? And she said, yes. And I said, do you like riding your horse? And she said, yes. And I said, then baby, if you're happy with you, that's all that matters. If you're riding because you love to ride, then that's what you're going to do. You're going to go ride because you love to ride. Yeah. Not because you need someone to like you or please you. And it's like, I'm trying to pound this into her head now, because let me tell you, the kid that's been through what she's been through is a pleaser. And one of the things that we're trying to do is is make her less compliant and less agreeable because imagine, you know, imagine the abandonment issues this kid has on a on an unconscious level. And so, you know, we're trying to be like, well, what do you, sweetie, what do you want before she gives it up or acquiesces? And I think that's such an important lesson. Yeah. Because, you know, we look to other people for validation and we don't want them to leave us, so we want to please. Mm-hmm. So I really loved that. And of course, you know, she talks about something, the author talks about something that we talk about all the time. And she's like, be alone, eat alone, take yourself on dates, sleep alone, learn about yourself, you know, pamper yourself, love yourself. And of course, when you do, then you're in a better position to get into a healthy relationship, which I, which I love. And we've talked about the value of all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Then she goes on to say, turning my page here. You ruin your life by letting your past govern it. I'm not even going to continue reading. I already can answer this one. And we do. We we allow our past experiences to define us. And it's because our previous reality tells us who we think we are and what we think we're capable of up until now because it's all that we know. And that's why telling somebody to just love themselves more or just believe in themselves, if they haven't had a reality that's reflected that, it's impossible. It's like saying, oh, believe you can fly. Right. When you've never, you've never flown. So the idea... For me, the solution here, one, remember the past is a story that you wake up every single day and tell yourself. It doesn't have any merit or bearing on the present moment. Right now, you can change your story by making a different choice, 
by choosing to respond to something in a different way, by giving yourself permission to explore a new reality. And a lot of times that reality and that past is governed by somebody else's reality. You know, projections of our parents, issues of our parents. And boy, let me tell you, oh my God, become a parent and you really see how that can happen. Mm-mm. And <laughs> no, girl. scary. Jeez. I mean, it's, it's intense. And by giving yourself these small successes, taking small steps, getting educated, picking a goal, going about it very methodically and achieving it gradually will allow you to create that different reality. You know, appreciating that the past is a construct of your imagination. It really is. It's a story you wake up and tell yourself based on a reality that wasn't yours to begin with. And that that's a good way to start mm-hmm. to rebuild your self-image. And that's why they say history repeats itself. Because the way you think about yourself and who you are is going to dictate your behavior. Your behavior dictates your actions and your actions create your reality. So... Uh, the next one, I love this, and we again, we've talked about this before, but I don't think you can say it too often. You ruin your life when you compare yourself to others. Oh, my God. I've been guilty of that. Oh, we Not ruining have. my life, but just that that damaging comparison. Nothing You're good comes gonna, of it. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Zero. Zero good will come of it. It's amazing. And, you know, there are times when we're ahead of the game. There are times when we're behind it. But I do know that feeling, dude. I will tell you, like, and social media is the worst, which we did a whole segment on social media. And it's like, you'll see somebody who got something or won something or, and you just are like, it just makes you feel terrible. Mm -hmm. And that's, I really, I think social media is just the devil. I have the hardest time with it. I really do. I miss the days of my little website. Cause then I could like, I could have a conversation instead of having to like have weirdos text me weird stuff, tweet me weird crap. I can't even, I cannot even bring myself to go on Twitter these days. I can't do it. Except Uh, for the posts that you're posting. Well, like you'll, you know, (laughs) like this happy. I'm like, it's father's day. I gotta go on there and say something. Then I'm like, right. Okay. Happy father's day. Or, you know, you'll be like, Jill, can you let people know that Gene Chatsky was on this week? And I'm like, right. Okay. Gene Chatsky's on them. But oof, it's brutal. It's brutalizing. And I just think if you find you're comparing yourself to people a lot, limit your exposure to that. You got to like almost go on a diet from Mm -hmm. it. Stop. Get off those stupid networks, man. Well, and it's funny when you do that, not realizing how back to addiction. Yes. Or forward to addiction. Yeah. um, (laughs) Depending where this goes in order in the show. Uh, Woo! of, Of how often you are checking without consciously realizing like I have caught myself I put myself on a Facebook restriction because not even I really care but I was just like I don't have anything to do I'm waiting like clicking on Facebook without even realizing it and scrolling but at the same time I got this off of a friend's page so it's a double-edged sword but I mean I just avoid it as much as you can Mm -hmm. really avoid it if it's making you feel bad yes there you go but keep at it if it's making you feel good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Until <laughs> it makes you feel bad. Uh, <laughs> all right. Ready? Last one. Um, you ruin your life by tolerating it. I love that. Me too. Me too. And we tolerate things because we think it's the responsible thing to do. Mm-hmm. I really think that's the answer. I'm telling you. It's the responsible thing to do. Like I was watching my new favorite show in the world, Happy-ish, last night. And this guy... He wants to quit his job. He's miserable, right? He works in advertising. He hates his job. 
And his boss says to him, he goes, listen, dude, you're not meant to be happy. He's like, this is about survival. He goes, do you think the lion on the Serengeti wants to hunt? No. Do you think he loves chasing the cheetah or, or chasing the gazelle or whatever? He's like, no, it's a job. Nobody likes their job. And he, I would argue, like, as you would, if you're not happy at your job, you need to find another job. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's but we tolerate it because we think, oh, how many would kill for this job? Isn't this the responsible thing to do? We we tolerate bad relationships because we think we're not worthy of more or we deserve some sort of punishing aspect of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's it's always like, well, no, it's the responsible thing to do. And in truth, responsibility are usually societal pressures that have been put upon you. You need to reevaluate it. Yeah. And we're always being told it's that you should be so grateful. Yes. You should be so yeah. grateful to have this job because look at all of these people out there that are unemployed. You should be so grateful to be in a relationship because there's Ugh. so many, you know, at least you don't have to deal with this. You should be so grateful. And it's like, yeah, I should be so grateful for the amazing life that I want and deserve and I'm going to create for myself. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think that's the key. The key really is stop, look at the ways that you might be engaging in any of the uh, aforementioned behaviors Mm -hmm. and ask yourself why and slowly start to withdraw from those things. Stop doing it. And I don't know. I just liked it. I liked it a lot because I've I've done all of them and do some of them even still. Me too. It made me think. So there you have it. Okay, guys. You're always asking me how you can burn extra calories throughout the course of your day, even when you can't get to the gym. Well, one of the best ways is to stand up while you work. Sitting is so bad for you. It's bad for your back. It's bad for your shoulders, your posture overall. And guess what? You're unbelievably sedentary, so it's really bad for your metabolism. Standing, I've said it, it burns one and a half times as many calories as sitting. Who doesn't want that? You can go to verydesk.com, V-A-R-I-D-E-S-K dot C-O-M, and they have completely adjustable desks that retrofit your existing desk to a stand-up desk. Models start at only 275 bucks. It ships fully assembled. It's ready to use right out of the box. No muss, no fuss. Verydesk.com. Check it out. All right, guys, Jill, we have a very exciting guest with us today. His name is Phil Lemper. I know exactly who he is, the supermarket guru. He is the supermarket guru. Hey, Phil, how are you, man? Good. It is so good to hear your voice. I see you all the time, but I never get to talk to you anymore. You're so busy, (laughs) so famous. Oh, God. So infamous, I think, is is actually the the word you're looking for. But how are you, buddy? Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure. Everything that you do every week in the the podcast is so important for people to to have a great healthy life to save money to eat the right foods to do the right exercising all the above so it's my pleasure oh thank you all right i want to make sure we're plugging all the right stuff i mean i feel i feel so honored to have you on you've been on everything from the winfrey show to the view fox cnn cnbc 2020 so tell me i want first of all to let people know 
where can they get more information from you? Tell them where to go. What books should they be reading? Where can they learn more about what you're doing and get your info? Everything is right at supermarketguru.com. We've got a whole series of free newsletters. We post two videos every single day. So everything's right there. Okay, now I want to start developing a series with you. Let's just spring it on you now. Sure. <laughs> but one of the ones that I'd like to start with um, is saving money. You know, a lot of our listeners are strapped. One of the number one complaints that I get or excuses, and I don't want to say excuse because it's not an excuse. It's actually legit is I just, how do I afford to eat healthy? It's expensive. It, it is obscenely expensive. And we could talk about all the reasons why, but it doesn't do anyone any favors. I want to be solution-based. Can you help our listeners with ways to save money while shopping for healthier foods. Absolutely. And and keep in mind the number one reason that most people buy too much or don't buy the right things is they don't have that shopping list. So what you want to do first is you want to take inventory of what's in your refrigerator, what's in your freezer, what's in your cupboard, because survey after survey shows that bottom line is we already buy things that we've got. So number really? one, yes, you know, you, you go in there. Look at Autumn. I'm guilty of that. My, my, yeah. when my producer Brian's nodding his head, so is Autumn. I'm guilty of that. Yeah, we all are. You know, you're, you're in, in the store, you see a item on sale for pasta sauce, you say, oh, yeah, I'll use that. Then you get home and you see you've already done that five times, and it's near expiration date. Wow. So you want to be smart about having that list. You also Impulse never want to take... Think about that. Sorry, well, I interrupt you. I'm just... That's okay. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead, Phil. You also never want to take the path that the store sets out for you. What they do is they want you to stay in the store longer. So they put you in the produce department first with all those great aromas and colors, and, and it's great. Well, guess what? Um, it's like aromatherapy. It puts you in a better mood, which means you're going to stay in the store longer. So start in that unemotional part of the store, you know, where all those boxes and the cans are and the jars oh my gosh that is so funny i always say oh just walk the perimeter and then someone said to me they're like that's a great tip jill but i actually need things on the on the inside aisles and i was like okay well all right well we'll get out of there only do the few aisles that you can do but i didn't i never even thought about that so you so you kind of start there so that you're quick breezing through that and you don't buy things you don't need Exactly. And also, um, a couple things. Remember that the perimeter used to be where the freshest, healthiest foods are. Not so much anymore. If you look at the produce department, you look at the meat department, they're selling a lot of the other more processed, higher-priced foods as well as impulse items. So, you know, you go into the produce department, there's expensive salad dressings in the refrigerated case, most of which don't even have to be refrigerated, but they're there to get you to buy. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's clever. It's very clever. It's called marketing. And, again, keep in mind that Gosh. the supermarket sells, you know, 45,000, 50,000 products in it. They have healthy foods. They have unhealthy foods. They've got organics, conventional. They don't care what you buy as long as you're buying. So you really want to be smart about, again, having the list and following the right path of the store. Do you have a map or anything that you've laid out or, or some? I know this sounds silly, but... Do you? Is there like something yeah, on like your, an attack plan? Your, yeah, like do you, where you say like start with X, 
go to Y, end up at Z or anything like that? No, but you and I can do that. Let's do that. Let's do it. Okay, so where do I begin? I begin with my canned goods. Begin with the center of the store. Okay, the got boxes, it. I'm writing the cans, down. the jars, all of those things. Got it. Also, keep in mind, just because it's the end of an aisle doesn't mean it's on sale. Only about 40% of the time are those items that are piled high actually on sale. So you want to take a list with you. You want to make sure... And I'm going to tell you about my ultimate shopping list in a minute. Uh, You want to make sure that you look for the sign at the end of an aisle to make sure that the product's actually on sale. Okay. So in making your shopping list, now almost every supermarket in the country, bottom line, prints out what you buy on that cash register receipt by name. So... What I do is I take my cash register receipt from the previous week, I Xerox it, that's where I take inventory, I cross off the items that I don't need because about 83 to 85% of what we buy is the same week in and week out, and it also shows you the price. So if I'm going to buy, you know, a can of Campbell's soup, tomato soup, you know, I can see what it cost last week versus this week. So the price might be up, which means that I will wait a week or two weeks till the price goes back down, or the price might be a really great sale price, and I might buy two cans. Okay. So that way, it's, it's not painful to write out a shopping list. You've got the basic, and then what I do is I add five horizontal lines at the bottom. Those are for my impulse items. We all want to feel good. We all want to get that extra piece of dark chocolate, (laughs) you know? So if we allow ourselves five impulse items, that's great. Oh, I like that. Then you you give yourself a little freedom. It's not like you feel deprived. Exactly. Absolutely right. So we've got to think with our minds as well as with our pocketbook. Okay. Now, the other problem that we see is when we talk about eating healthy, people don't really understand. And this is what you tell people all the time, what healthy really is. So they've got to read those labels. And there's two things that you want to do. Number one is you want to obviously look at the nutritional facts panel for calories and milligrams of sodium and grams of sugar and grams of fat, but also look at the ingredients. You've got to look at both of those things to really understand what you're buying. And you know, the new dietary guidelines will be published this fall, and it's going to be more confusing for people than ever before, because now what they're going to do is they're going to separate sugars. So you're going to see a line for added sugars and natural occurring sugars oh my gosh and people are going to get confused uh, because you're going to look at a product like orange orange juice or any kind of juice that's 100 percent right. juice and it's going to say naturally occurring you know however many grams um, of sugars are in that they're also removing the cholesterol and they're also did not limit sodium so this fall you're going to get more listeners you're going to get more emails more questions from people So we've got to start teaching them how to read labels now in getting ready for what's probably going to be the most confusing time in label reading. So we add up, essentially, naturally occurring and added to get total, the total sugar grams, and that's what matters. Correct. Exactly. Okay. Got it. 
And and they're not limiting sodium? I thought this was a huge thing. When did this go away? It, it is. You know, it's, um, I really thought that the committee this time around, and they update the dietary guidelines every five years, was going to put in a sodium restriction. And, you know, it's all about lobbying. Right. And, and you know, they, they go yeah. after the committee and they say, oh, you know, the fact on sodium isn't there. We consume about twice as much sodium as we should every single day. And the science Science is out there, and, you know, politics gets in the way. Now, here's <laughs> an, another great way to save money okay. on healthy foods, and especially on organic foods, whether it's Kroger, whether it's ShopRite, whether it's Whole Foods, their own store brands of organic foods, you'll save 20 to 40%, and the quality is just as good, if not better, than some of the major brands that are out there. Gosh, you know what? That's a t- I don't know why I've never given that tip. I know this. I can't believe I've never said that. I mean, I know it in my mind, in my personal shopping habits, mm-hmm. but I've I've never actually said that. And I and the reason for that is cuz they're not paying the margin to the particular brand, right? Correct. They're not paying yeah. the margin. They're also not paying for advertising and promotion. Right. All that comes oh out God. of it. Or slotting and fees or any of that. Exactly. Of okay. And most importantly, remember that every store brand has a money-back guarantee. So if you don't like it, bring it back, bring the unused portion back, and you'll get your money back. And the way to tell whether or not you're going to be satisfied with a store brand if you're switching from a major brand, look at the ingredients and the nutritional information again. If they're identical, guess what? The product is identical. This is so interesting because I, I just did um, – we invested in a, in a place called Thrive Market, and they came to me and they said – they go, you know, Jill, because I asked about certain products that I wanted. I go, well, how come you don't have this one? How come you don't have that one? And I was like, let's get those. And they go, look, why don't you tell us the things you like, and we can make it. And I was like, well, why would we do that? And they specifically said because when we make it, we have that much more control over it, and we can save the consumer that much more money. And yeah. I, I didn't, it, for some reason, I, I just started making a list about like, oh, I want a cold brew coffee. I want to, you know, I started adding this stuff on there, but it didn't, it, I didn't even realize. Anyway, that's, that's brilliant. I did, I didn't know there was a store guarantee though. Yep. How do people know that? I didn't know that. It doesn't say so. I didn't know that um, either. Yeah. Some, some say it, um, some don't, but it is the standard for the industry. And any product that you don't like, again, you can't bring back the empty box or the empty right, can, okay. but the unused portion of it, you know, you can. Okay. That's brilliant. What are, you, what are your thoughts on coupons? Is this like a dying thing or is this still legit or what about yeah. that? Well, coupons, it, it's real interesting. It's going through a major evolution right now. Um, coupons are very valuable. Only about 3% of all food coupons are actually ever redeemed. So 97% of what's out there, you know, goes goes into the wind. Now, they're evolving going from paper coupons, obviously, to more digital coupons and also more okay. frequent shopper programs that retailers are, are giving. My rule of thumb and what I do 
personally, I've signed up for all of them. Really? And I'm always looking for that deal. Um, you can easily save 5 to $10 every time you shop with coupons. Um, really? It's, yeah, it's easy. And, and now you've got certain retailers like Whole Foods, for example, um, that are constantly tweeting out and putting on Facebook different coupons, different offers that, that come out. Whole Foods, um, even though it's, it's very high priced, and I think we're going to see that change with their whole new format that they're going to be coming out with. But if you take a look, um, they do the best job in social media. Number two is Kroger. Um, they own a company called Dunhumvee out of um, England, and they really focus in on their consumer um, affairs and their um, rewards program and really tie that together where people can save a lot of money. So, you know, go to your store, sign up for the programs. And there's one other benefit to signing up for a frequent shopper card program, and that is if there's a product recall for a product that you have purchased, they know how to contact you. They know how to tell you, do not eat this product. You could die. Oh so, you know, it's really important to give your real email or your real phone number because it's, it's a way for them to get in touch with you when there are product recalls. And there are recalls, and there's going to be more recalls. That's so funny. I always give them the fake ones because something in me is like, I don't, I don't want to them to track, track me. By yes, you. I was thinking maybe I should do this. I, I never do it because here's what they always do. They always they go, do you have a blah, blah? blah card I go oh gosh I no and they give me their little card behind the right. counter so I'm like haha like I feel like I've cheated it but now I'm like wait a minute because I my friend Kenta actually we had a spinach uh salmonella thing mm-hmm. you know Kenta got salmonella sick as no. a dog lost 10 pounds was in the hospital now I'm like maybe we should Maybe we should do that. Stop lying. (laughs) Maybe we should stop lying. Oh, my gosh. Okay, last question. Buying in bulk, does this help or is this this like, you know, passe, cliche? It depends. If you've got a family of 16, buying in bulk is always great. (laughs) (laughs) For for other ones of us. Uh, sometimes oh. it depends on the product and how much room you've got. You know, if if you buy 100 rolls of toilet paper and you've got a big garage, yeah, you're going to save money. Okay. But if you buy a five-pound jar of mayonnaise it that's going to take you five years to go through, you're not going to save any money because you're going to wind up wasting. And 40% of all food in this country goes to waste, whether we're buying it wrong, whether we're storing it wrong, whether we're making the recipe wrong, 40%. So my rule of thumb is always buy what you need. Um, Look at your family size. Um, Obviously, over the summer, you're going to have a lot of barbecues and and parties. So that could be a good time if you're going to have 10 or 15 people over to buy certain items in bulk. But be smart about it. If you're not going to use it within two to three months, you're not saving any money. God, you know what? I think about this every week on Sunday because I always do the grocery shopping with the kids and we come home and you always clean out the refrigerator and I, and I look at the stuff that goes bad. I'm like, gosh, it's so the, – the fat kid in me hates A. It gets just hysterical when we waste food. Mm-hmm. And then the part of me that's like, oh, my God, the waste, the guilt is overwhelming. But I'm like, it's bad. And then yeah. every week I'll tell Heidi, I'm like, we cannot get, you know, nobody's eating these strawberries. 
And then sure enough, the week I don't buy them, my son's like, oh my God. <laughs> and he goes crazy. And, and But we buy like this huge container. And it's like, I think, I think you're right. It, we got to really look at kind of, and maybe we get like, if we get strawberries, maybe we don't get the raspberries because we mm-hmm. end up throwing away so much food that goes bad and it kills me. And we all do. And frankly, if you look at what's going on now because of the California drought, um, we've got some severe problems. We're going to see huge price increases on produce. Um, You know, California supplies about 60 percent of all produce to the rest of the country. Um, And even if you look at organic beef, those people who are buying organic beef can't afford it anymore because there's no grass. You know, the rule is that cows have to pasture uh, for over, I think it's 225 days a year. Well, they They've cut that down to about 150 days a year, and they can't even pasture 150 days because there's no water, you know, to, to water the grass. So the price of organic beef at least double, maybe triple by the end of this year. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even notice that. And no. that's the only thing I really I do, grass-fed beef once a week, mm-hmm. little bit of seafood like ocean-caught salmon and farmed shrimp because we're, we're trying to cut back. Our meat consumption because of the environment. Like yeah. we're like, all right, this is insane. You know, it's it's insane. You're you're a thousand percent right, and a lot of people are doing that. But just one tip. When you look at seafood, number one, keep in mind, when you go to that fresh seafood department, there's little signs that say what the species are and so on. Look carefully because probably 95% of everything that's there is going to say previously frozen on it. So that means it was, you know, when you think about how fish are are caught, a boat goes out for weeks at a time. They catch the fish. They freeze it. They process it right on the ship. It's then put on ice. It then goes to the distributor, who then sends it to the store, who puts it on ice again. So you're talking about a product that's been really frozen three times. Head to the frozen food case and buy fish that's already frozen. Oh, my gosh. You'll save about 40%, and frankly, it's a better quality product. But read the label carefully. See where it's coming from. Because a lot of seafood might be coming from, you know, Asia, China, places that don't have the same sanitary conditions that we have here in the U.S. or in South America like Chile. So read that really carefully. Also, there's a great free app out called Seafood Watch. And it tells you whether or not a species is endangered, what country it comes from, whether it's sanitary, whether you should avoid it. I'm sorry. What, what's that? How do we not do? I, I can't know. even believe we did a whole thing about like, okay, go to the Monterey Bay Aquarium website. I know it's a paint, dude. We're getting scolded. We're getting well, scolded well, here. Seafood, seafood Watch, Watch is actually from Monterey Bay Aquarium. Yeah, but okay. why didn't we know about this? Okay. I don't know. Autumn. I dropped the ball on this one. Yeah, it wasn't you. It was Thanks me. Thanks a lot, Phil. <laughs> Wait, that's why you need to keep me around. That's all. Phil, thank you so much, man. We Yeah, we would love to have you back. I'd love to do a series for people on this stuff and uh, maybe get a little bit more into the dietary guidelines in the future and a little bit more about organics and a little more in-depth about all of this stuff. You've been so helpful. And let's tell people again, where can they go to get more info from you? Supermarketguru.com. Come by and... Learn a lot. Thank you, man. You're the best. Have a wonderful day. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Phil. Okay. Bye-bye.
Okay, guys, NASM, the National Academy of Sports Medicine, is looking for people who want to be an awesome personal trainer. You could wake up every day and do something you love. You could have a career that you're in control of. You could get paid to stay in shape and help other people change their lives. What could be better than that? You can set your own hours. You can work with athletes. You can do corporate wellness. Do what you love. Get paid for it. Be in control of your career. Plus, NASM guarantees that you will land a job as a personal trainer within 60 days of earning your CPT certification, or they will give you your money back guaranteed. Just go to myusatrainer.com for a free 14-day trial of their program online. It's fast. It's fun. Check it out. That's myusatrainer.com. Restrictions apply. So visit myusatrainer.com for details. All right, so oh, Tammy. Hello. Should Ooh. we brand this idea of a segment? I think we should. What should we call these since we're doing a, another one? So what Autumn is doing is she's just pulling a bunch of different questions that are the same off of our podcast we, question email. I do which read is, what is that email again? Every email that we receive. You There's don't. Quite a few. You yes, loser. I do. Because you do? Well, what do they say I about I got to know what people are asking. You don't want to know what they're talking about. <laughs> so if, if anyone Wait, would like to send yet? me an email to the podcast show, it's jillianpodcast at gmail.com. Okay. And uh, we also have a Facebook page, folks. The Jillian Michaels Show. The Jillian Michaels Show. Yeah. I'd like to start utilizing that. So <laughs> send me some likes, comment on the posts. <laughs> but we do, you know, we are going to be sharing yeah. more more links to topics that we discuss on the show in case you have other questions. I like and it. Oh. I put call outs for. I didn't know we were doing that. Well, we okay. are now. Good. Oh. Uh, so anyway, so in addition to many other things, one yeah. one question that I've come across quite a bit is. The question of loose skin after weight loss. Some is after a weight loss and after a pregnancy, but kind of both battling a similar issue. Got it. And, you know, tips for how to tighten that skin. Not happening. What, what's, nope. what, what can we do, Jillian? It's not happening, dude. I, I said this before. I, I want to tell you that it will, but it, it will not happen. So, you know, this is a matter of genetics and age, period, end of story. And you can do all kinds, like, yeah, you can manipulate your genetics by taking really good care of your body, for sure. Right. There's no doubt. Like, the cleaner you eat, the better you take care of your body, the better your body is going to respond over time. But if we're already in a position where you're going, oh, I've got loose skin, what do I do? Nothing. There's nothing we can do now. So, we, I mean, you can, and it's called surgery. If, if you're listening to this, I'm going to tell you... The, you know, the cleaner you eat, like things like vitamin C, vitamin E, you know, when you get the proper nutrients, your body has a better ability to maintain its collagen and it doesn't fall apart as fast. And I always hear people talk about age as though, you know, they're relegated to having their body fall apart. It's not true. It's not the truth. And, you know, J-Lo. She's never been under the knife. I just, someone accused her of getting plastic surgery and she's like, uh-uh, never, no. never happened. And you know what? I went back and I looked at all these, her face looks exactly the same. Her nose isn't different. Her ears aren't different. Her lips aren't different. It's like, maybe she's got some Botox. Maybe she's gotten a little filler, but she has never, never been under the knife. And Jennifer Aniston, you know, um, Halle Berry, uh, I could go on and on and on. And we're starting to see women well into their forties and early fifties uh, I mean, you know, this generation of women, and they look amazing. And 
the the argument here is that I like to tell people take a car, okay, leave it outside, put the wrong gas in it, let it oxidize, don't care for it. I had one of those. Yes, the hoopty, the hooper, <laughs> and what happens? The car falls apart. It's wear and tear. It's an accumulative wear and tear. Yeah. But if you take that same car and you keep it in the garage and you always put in good fuel and it gets its regular tune-ups, you can have that car look awesome for years and years and years to come. It's the same thing with your body. Same exact thing. What do you feed it? How do you care for it? Mm-hmm. You know, do you let it go? Do you leave it outside in the rain? Is it getting <laughs> sleep? We know same exact thing. So the skin thing, you can you can be preemptive, sure. But if we've already gotten to the point where you know, you've lost a large amount of weight or you've had a baby and you've got stretch marks and you've got skin, like honestly, I want to go to oh, you know, so what? I just, so what? Like, there's cellulite on my butt. I, I literally just heard about this surgery now. We were talking about this the other day where they can fill the dimples of your butt in with filler. Oh, God. I, but look, don't get me wrong. If it was permanent, I might do it. <laughs> it's like, I could afford it. If it wasn't toxic and it was permanent, I'd be like, you know what? Screw it. Let's do it. But I'm like, who knows what's in that stuff? And yeah. it's going to just go away in a few more months. Like, really? I'm going to have to fill in the craters of my butt cheeks? Forget it. You know? And I'm like, ah, no, it's not worth it to me. Yeah. Like, you got to look at it and say... Is it worth it to you? What's it costing you? Like a plastic surgeon can take that loose skin up in a second. It's called a tummy tuck, a facelift. That's what it's called. That's what they do. They cut the loose skin and they sew you back together. It's possible. It costs a lot of money and it's painful. Is it worth it to you? Is it worth it to you? If it is, by all means. Yeah. You know, you go to a plastic surgeon, they'll do it. If not, like, dude, I I go back to what I always say. You had a baby. Awesome. Awesome. Good for you. Now you'll have this little creature that you will love dearly for the rest, God willing, the rest of your life. You know, I mean, and in exchange, you paid for it with some loose skin. Eh. Right. I don't know. I mean, I didn't go through the pregnancy, so it's hard to say, but I got other problems. And, you know, eh, it's like, whatever. I'm short. What do you dimples think? on my ass. I'm getting wrinkles. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's not that many. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about these wraps? What? So I've been seeing lately on my Facebook, I have a couple of friends, you know, there's always that, that business that, um, your stay home moms are into kind of like what used to be the Amway. So okay. a lot of my friends were, were doing the oils where you're like a, not a salesperson, but you the know, pyramid, it's the pyramid thing. thing. Got it. And another one that I saw recently was, um, I'm sorry, not all of the people that do this are stay home moms. Just my friends happen to be stay home moms. That's fine. And I, so, I love the great, let them make some extra money. The, That's awesome. I have a, a girlfriend of mine that's on my Facebook, two of them actually, independently of one another, are, that are pushing these in the, these body wraps that are okay. supposed to tighten tighten the loose skin after no. weight loss. And Not true. showing these before and after photos Bulk. where you do see a little bit of change. The thing that I thought was interesting is they don't share any of the ingredients. You can't really get that much information Mama, on it. So no. are these pictures fake or is it just like a water? Um, okay, well... If you're seeing a reduction like a, in size, it's like a sticker with saran wrap. Yeah, it'll around. sweat out the yeah, but it won't tighten the loose skin. So it will sweat out um subcutaneous cutaneous fluid. They used to have this when I was a kid. Yeah, and then you know, and they oh you'll lose inches, right? And then do they say inches on there? Like inches. Was, yeah, you lose inches. It's water, and then it just goes right back on the minute you drink water. Okay. So that's all it's doing. That's exactly wrap yourself in saran wrap. You know, done. That's so you didn't even need, you just, wrestlers do it. Right. Yeah, they wrap, they put themselves in trash bags, sweat it out, get on the scale. That's it. The next day, they're 20 pounds heavier. 
same right. thing. So save it's your fluid. 60 bucks. Yeah, you know, the one thing that um, has gotten really hot right now are these lasers. Yeah, Mama, I've I don't know. I, of our, of and I, I've yet to see a change. Like, I know people who've done it, and they're like, oh, I didn't want to get a facelift, so I spent $10,000 on lasers. I'm like, okay. Like, well, you look the same. And I'm like, looks the same to me. I mean, and I even, I did one, right? I went to my dermatologist and she's like, I swear by it. And I think it was called like the Ulthera. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And I go, come on, mama. This is, this is not going to work. What's this doing with you? Oh, no, it tightens the blah, blah, blah. I didn't notice a difference at all. And she's like, well, you got to go for multiple. I was like, this is not going to work. This is absurd. I like lasers for freckles and spots and stuff. And like, I've used them for that. I use lasers to take spots off my face, but uh, the, the skin tightening thing? Uh, mm-hmm. Uh-uh. No. I just, no. And I remember the day that I did, um, oh my God, do you remember this? It's the foam, the the roller. I don't even know if it, it used to suck your fat into this oh, roller. Gosh, what was that called? Yes. They swore they would fix and cellulite. And it was so painful. Yes. Everyone came out so with bruises stupid. all over their thighs. Doesn't work I had at all. a friend that did that too. Dumb. I can't remember the name of it. Tried that and too. Like, it breaks it up. Yeah. Ironed my butt with a laser for cellulite. Doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I picked you up from that appointment. You did? Yeah. Oh, my God. Of course you did. I mean, oh, the dirt. The dirt. Oh, the dirt. I honestly, guys, if it bothers you that much, you can get a tummy tuck. But, you know. Just love it. I kind of, yeah. I I don't know. Well, it's kind of a badge of all of the hard work that you've done, I kinda, too. Yeah, to me, I'm like, dude, no one's perfect. Stretch marks are just your tiger stripes. Oh, I like that. I like it. I have stretch marks from when I was having fat on my um on my the side of my ass. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. listening to comedy try watching it on the internet 
The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleisinger. Schleisinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. <laughs>